You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Billy asked me if I watched the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which do you I watch the challenge? Why. There's a, a pickup. Hey, do you watch the challenge? <laughs> During the pandemic, my friend, I was going to say my boyfriend's sister's boyfriend, but then Woody oh, would have made God. fun of me. So well, my friend. I mean, you just, you merit it. Got us all to watch the challenge because wow. it was one of the only live programming things that was coming out that was like, I would consider the challenge sports. It's athletic competition. Oh. So last March, we started watching the season of the challenge that was in, I think it was in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first introduction to the challenge. And Is that I, the one that had I, the gulag? Yeah, like uh, they were, I don't know what a gulag is uh, off the top of my head. I've heard the word before, but they were same. living in like this, a bunker. This bunker, basically, like, isn't a gulag a Russian prison? Um, uh, I I thought it was like a like an area of torture and uh, <laughs> and like so yeah, it's some kind. Of, but I believe one season of the challenge, like the elimination challenges, took place in a gulag, not an actual gulag, but something that they oh, deemed God. the gulag. So this well, it's possible. This season, uh, it, they put them basically in a war bunker, uh, yeah. not knowing when they were filming it that everyone was kind of going to be stuck at home and that they'd be like what was the word that i'm looking for trump re-traumatizing people watching it, it at home it was kind of crazy how like what they set them up for was supposed to be like this torture and everyone watching was going through a very similar experience hmm. so i started watching the challenge last year for the first time and it was insane because the challenge each season lasts like six months well, I mean, airing-wise, it does. Well, but, like, yes, taping-wise, it's only, like, three... three. It's, like, two months, I think. Yeah. They tape, which is still pretty long. Yeah, and then there was, like, a whole incident with a woman who said inappropriate things during a lot of the Black D. Lives Matters protests. Yeah, D, and then... Um, they they edited was, her out of the season, essentially, midway yeah, through. Yeah, there was a lot, really? of, a lot of stuff yeah. going on last year. So it was my first introduction to the challenge. To and it was a very interesting season, I won't spoil it, but I was Johnny Bananas one. Johnny Bananas <laughs> one, and it was kind of awesome because I didn't know who Johnny Bananas so was, and now I'm like, I kind of loved. Yeah, Jenny was great too, but I heard she's not in the new season for some reason. They didn't invite her back. Okay, there since that season, there's been another season, and she, I believe, quarantined, uh, but didn't get selected, which is crazy because she was like the hmm. champion returning, but they didn't select right. her. And this she's year, a beast. I yeah, so- she's. She won the whole thing. She finished before bananas, right? Yeah, she was. I don't know. Did she finish before? She might have. She was. I think she did, though. She was amazing. How many many time champion is bananas now? He is a seven time champion. Tied with Lewis Hamilton. So get right, which is why I I don't I hate him as an incumbent. I don't I don't like. I always root against Johnny Bananas. What's your relationship with Johnny Bananas? So get get this. Johnny Bananas, previously when he won six and he was comparing himself to Tom Brady and Jordan and all of that stuff, which is something that he did. 
the season <laughs> that he won, I love it, the challenge. it was a situation where they had a twist where you could split the money with your teammate or steal it. And he stole it from his partner, Sarah. And it was like devastating. She was like this art teacher who was just trying to pay off like her student loans. And instead of splitting with her, he took all the money for himself and like one of the most controversial moves in the history of the challenge. And then that became uh, Bananas Curse where he didn't win for like 10 seasons or something after that. And then he finally won and he still hasn't been back since he won. And I think in part it's because he kind of knows that the younger crop of people are coming and doesn't want to uh i mean how old is he now he's got to be in his 40s right he's i think he's like 38 or something Late like 30s, that i uh, do I, I remember I, I said dude he says dude a lot I, I remember his key west real world season like i watched every episode of that season and yeah. that was like i was in middle school maybe early high school so he's been around for a long time he is 39 years old wow yeah. So you Let's know, turn thirty nine, Billy. So you were. Oh wow! On. Happy birthday, bananas! Bananas, by the way, was the first uh, and possibly only two time guest on ESPN's number one challenge podcast. So wow. bananas accidentally spoiled that he won that season of the challenge because he was also on a celebrity cooking show. I don't remember what it was called. It was like a celebrity cooking show and he came on and he had been drinking, uh, I believe, cooking wine, if I have that correctly. (laughs) So he was getting a little loose, like the first episode of the season. And I guess he was like talking to other celebrities that didn't know who he was or whatever. And he's like, I'm a seven time challenge champion. And he's like, I mean, six time challenge champion. And it's like, okay, bananas. So we accidentally just told people that we won. And the editors or the producers of the cooking show, I guess, didn't catch that and know. So like early on in the season, we had a theory like, I think Bananas won and accidentally said it on this cooking show. And no one caught on to it because no one knew what he was talking about. Because it was like Dave Coulier or something that he was talking to. So like Dave Coulier doesn't know who Johnny Bananas is. Yeah, the uh, show is called The Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition. It's the Ann Burrell show. Dave Coulier was on it, right? I'm looking at a picture of it. I don't know what Dave Coulier looks like, so... Wow, do maybe. you know Dave Coulier? The uncle from Full House. Yeah, he's I'm, the uncle I'm, from Full House. I'm, I'm familiar with Dave. So you watch the, the Key name? West World... Uh, was it? Real, Real World, World, yeah. Key West and don't know Full House people. Okay, sure. I don't. I don't. That I've, seems, I've that never seems seen totally a full normal. episode of Full House before. Really? No. That's... Eh, that's never grabbed my attention. Doesn't age well, I gotta be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Does it? People were excited about Fuller House coming back on Netflix because of, like, the nostalgia... Didn't watch a single episode of Fuller House. I had no interest. I don't know why. I just that couldn't. That chuggy. Hmm, really? Full House You know what Fuller I think? House? It's chuggy saying chuggy. Wow. I, think I agree. Out. I agree. Chuggy is out. I think it's chuggy saying ch- that saying chuggy is chuggy, Tony. No, 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 no. That's chuggy. not the first time I've heard someone say that. Saying oh. chuggy is now chuggy. You've jumped the shark, Jess. Sorry. I think saying Sorry to be the chuggy, one to tell is you. chuggy is chuggy. Is the expression jump the shark chuggy? Hmm. Somebody tweeted at us that uh, yesterday's Samson appearance, even though he wasn't on yesterday, that yesterday's Samson appearance jumped the shark. Wow. <laughs> and I was wow. like, okay. Oh, because he talked about how much he hates minor league baseball players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might have been why. I don't know. I feel like that, that that should have 
received a further line of questioning, I would say. It should have, but you know what? I had just finished reading something about minor league baseball players like that morning, and I couldn't remember any of the details. And I was thinking of saying like something in, in response to him, but I was like, you know what? I just am not educated enough on the minor league system to really clap back at Way David Sampson. spots there. Yeah. Because he had already made fun of me for being a Cubs fan, and I was like, I just can't. I can't do right. it. Right. You're going to be, you're going to be again, <laughs> oh, the, the, you know, the, the one who's always about feelings and all that. I'm about cold hard business exactly mm. exactly good samson he can hide he can hide behind that for everything right it's incredible like right. there's nothing that he can't say hey not not personal wait to see business you're like mm. all right it is the the get out of jail free card it's a shame what happened to espn's number one challenge podcast by the way i still am mourning the, the mm. premature death of espn's number one it challenge is a shame podcast. yeah do you guys know that story what happened to billy what no. Happened? Do I know the story? What happened? Yes, you know the story when you were getting all the people and then they were like, hey, you oh, can't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> I was just reaching out directly to all the contestants, <laughs> like personally and asking yeah. them to come on. And like the great way that it worked was a lot of the contestants fancy themselves almost pro athletes or like very oh. accomplished athletes. So like, we had like this whole write up and it was like just pitching them on like how great they are as athletes and how <laughs> we want to kind of like highlight like how exactly like you said, we wanted to highlight how the challenge is America's fifth sport and all that stuff. So like we were able to get a lot of the ones that were like really serious competitors because they saw ESPN and that was like part of it too, right? So like if we put it in the title, it'll be like, whoa, I can be on ESPN. And then like they show up thinking they're going to talk to like whoever. And Hannah it's, like, Storm. Yeah. And it's, it's me and like Steel, six o'clock sports. Center. It's me and like so three of it, my friends. Did you get in trouble for this? Uh, no, like their PR person just politely asked us not to reach out directly to the talent. Um, and then to like run things through them. But it was like the week before the finale. So we kind of got away with it for the season. And then the new season was going to start and it was announced that we were leaving ESPN. So it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, obviously ESPN's number one challenge podcast is going to be no more. Also, uh, do I have a job? So kind of went away for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But guys, you'll be happy to know next season starts next week. So. Lies, wow, spies, and allies. Ooh. Wow. That's the my, my, Metal, Arc, like, Metal Arc Media's number one challenge podcast? Or? Doesn't quite roll off this number one challenge podcast. I also am, I'm also learning, and maybe I shouldn't say this and I'll get in trouble to say this. It's a lot easier to just give yourself a podcast when you work for like this giant company that's not necessarily always paying attention to what you're putting out. <laughs> right? When you work for a bit of a smaller company, yeah. Uh, and you're releasing like pay four or five podcasts. It's harder to just kind of sneak and create your own podcast unnoticed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Ooh, My experience life... watching the challenge was always like, "We're gonna make you run through the snow and then light yourselves on fire. The first <laughs> player to jump into the ocean and battle a shark with their fists wins the challenge." Yeah, I was like, "What? How is this a real?" TV it's a good show? show. Well, it also like evolved. Like at the beginning, it was like just pure stupidity. It, that was so yeah. was so much better when it became an elite athletic competition. It lost its emotional attachment. It was more like when they were playing with inflatables and pools and doing spelling bees that I more it, enjoyed the show. It went from like drunk hookup challenge related things to like cr the crossfit games yeah right exactly 
But my favorite segments will always be the trivia ones where they're like, the best. Oh name one color. And someone's like, <laughs> uh, Apple. And then they get dunked. And it's <laughs> just is the, the stupidest thing on earth. It's trivia so is the funny. best. Trivia is the so grand. is this a real show watch. or is this staged? Like, I've but, never, I don't even know where it's on. I, I've never well, seen an episode. I have no idea about it. What? Wait, hold is on a second. That you have to lift your, your, uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> what? what do they say during wrestling? Suspend your disbelief or something? What is going on right now? Hold you on a second. The challenge? Did you just never. criticize Witty for not seeing Full House? Yeah, but it's different. Have you heard of this show at least or no? Were you just I've sitting here this whole you. time just listening to us talk about the challenge and just yeah, no I mean, idea? You were nodding. You were definitely yes and wild. Yeah. I've, I've heard about Billy talk about the challenge for like, the better part of like two years. I've just never actually seen a second out of, of it. Out of curiosity, not even once you, you fired up the Paramount Plus to check it out. I don't have Paramount Plus, one. Uh, but two, what oh, channel is it on? All Stars is horrible, by the way, on Paramount you Plus. You don't know it's, what channel it's, it's on? It's on MTV. It's like the only MTV's non- MTV's still around? Wait, wow. we should have made him guess which channel it was yeah. on. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's basically the only non-ridiculousness thing that MTV <laughs> airs, which is kind of crazy. Why? What? It's kind of like True MTV... TV where they only have Impractical Jokers. Impractical Jokers. 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Does Rob Deerdeck have an empire? Like, Dude, I hope that he. I hope to. that he has like, like he owns part of MTV, like the majority of it, because it's only him that they have on their programming yeah. now. It's kind of Fantasy crazy. Factory was really cool. I liked and Fantasy Factory. Black, I also like Black Died. Rest in peace. Yeah, Robin Big when they had the mini horse and the dogs and all that. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. I'm just a little surprised Tony hasn't seen the challenge because he does seem like someone that would watch the challenge. It's one of those it things like that the target demo. Tony, you would watch really? it and you'd probably think that you could do well. Oh, it. 100%. 100%. Would I and do it's well? not even though you maybe, might I do well. Maybe 10 years ago, not now. Not now it is legitimately an, an elite athletic competition. Now, 10 years ago Tony would have been up there. Yeah, now mm-hmm. it's like an actual like you need to train like year round to be like in peak tip-top shape back in the days. Yeah. Oh, like no, not even steroids. You have to be on steroids, right? And then like <laughs> anabolic steroids. Yeah, like kind of end your cycle shortly before the season starts, and then the drug you're like, oh, man, they can't be drug testing. We ask questions like that. Bit evasive, some of the answers I'd say. Uh, yeah. So it's like Survivor, but with athletic challenges. Like, is that? What yeah, I'm and lots of sex. Yeah, they, they, oh. it's like luxurious houses <laughs> typically in like great locations, even though now they've kind of put them in the middle of nowhere. But I, I think that's COVID related too, where they just don't want them to be like. So hold on. All right. I'm, I'm building this out of my mind. So mm. there's a big house with a bunch of potentially good looking people. Yeah. I'll tell you this also at the time, like when Woody was talking about where like CT was like the beast oh. of the show. God. Which, by the way, he just won last season. Spoiler alert! But what CT won? Yeah, sorry. He's so but, washed now. No, he he got him shape, and and <gasps> this season the promo pictures for this season. I mean, he's back to prime CT. He's dropped yes. the weight. He's like, I don't know if he maybe maybe had some cosmetics done, but he's got a chin back. It's like a whole thing. Like he's shedded the dad bod, but he was viewed so as willing. like this beast, Tony. And he even had like this famous thing where it was called like the bananas backpack, where he went up. And he was going up against <laughs> this guy, Johnny best. Bananas, and they were strapped to each other's back and had to like stand up. And he lifted this guy because Bananas like five four or something, and he really? walked with him on his he's like back, five, like five nine. Yeah, he's he's not that big. But CT was always like portrayed as like this monster of a man 
yeah. then we like looked it up and he's six feet tall. What? Like, oh my god. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It just shows like you camera angles. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The only one I know happen. is short is Wes. Wes is short. It would they're all on they're all pretty short. Really? Wait, so so the like, internet says he's six feet. He's definitely five eleven, right? It's like 100%. Ninja Warrior. Like if you watch like American Ninja Warrior, you see these people are like shredded, and then you like look and it's like I weigh 127 pounds. Right. I'm like five foot six, <laughs> which makes sense because a lot of the things, like they're they have all of their weight like on their fingertips and, and yeah, yeah, and and it's it's not designed for like massively large people. Or like a guy who's like six five, two sixty, but shredded. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Probably wouldn't work out on on that show. Hmm. TJ Lavin is the best host on TV. Icon. Right? Yeah. I love yeah. TJ. He was Lavin. a dream. He was the dream get that we never got. Yeah. My final. When you always that's another about, thing. Like, it wasn't always TJ's final, which is like a weird final thing. Was it? Yeah. So he's it was a host just it was just contestant. the final. Oh my god, Tony. <laughs> Tony. I'm Tony. so shocked. You're saying his final. My final is is he pl- is he playing? No, competing? he's the host of the show, but no, he's been hosting. He's, he's his institution. He's been hosting it so long that yeah, so it's like Ryan Seacrest kind of B- better, better, more accomplished. I would say. Wow. I'm- Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party. Because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, Mike Glazer. Hey, what's up? Sorry, I'm figuring it all out. What's no, up? it's all Are good. You? Hey, Mike, let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with MTV's The Challenge? No. Okay. No. Okay, perfect. So it's not just me. Excellent. <laughs> Who else isn't, doesn't know about it? Tony doesn't. I don't. We Tony, right here with it. the beach background. I have no idea what it is, and I've been explained to it. It's basically a survivor with good-looking people that's also mixed with CrossFit. If that oh, I'd watch the fuck out of that. That sounds it's, amazing. <laughs> it's on MTV. It's really great. And there's alliances, deception. It's got it all. Oh, I love, anything where hot people are running is exactly what I want to watch. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, they put them through hell, right? So they're like almost dying 
is the thing. Yeah. But when you say but, put them through hell, like what does that mean? Are they doing like things in the mud? Are they swimming? Extraordinary they, endurance challenges, physical yeah. combat. It's like you have to put, uh, you have to step in a bear trap and then run a <laughs> wow. mile with like a kettleball <laughs> on your back. And yeah. then you win. Like it's the most absurd. It's like, oh, you have to drive a tank into a pile of dynamite. <laughs> the explosives budget it's so has ridiculous. The explosives, explosives budget it's gone through the roof. The explosives budget. Oh my explosives. god! What is like going three on seasons right ago, they had a final where they had to like run this like figure eight course that was like twenty miles or something like that, and then they'd take out of nowhere because the the season had absolutely nothing to do it. It just picked up like this Mad Max theme and they picked them up in like this 18 wheeler with like rusty nails and just tossed them in the back. And they're like, we're going to drive you to the next thing. And they were giving people like IVs because they were so dehydrated that it was just to keep them alive. Basically, like three people tapped out and had to get like evacuated by ambulances. And then they had one competitor who was refusing to get the IV. And they're like, you're going to die. Like, you need to take this IV. And she's like, I don't like needles. As she's covered in sleeves of tattoos, refusing to take the <laughs> It was the strangest the thing. What yeah. is going on? Fresh right cotton now? pads. Yeah. Oh, man. Huh. Uh, what do you so, want to talk about, Mike? That, more of that, please. Are you kidding? That sounds awesome. It sounds like it's CrossFit, too. Yeah. 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 I love, like, watching people excel at crossfit i've never tried it but it mm. truly does look like you can do some remarkable things with your body what is the most physically arduous thing you've ever done one time in college my friend challenged me to a pizza eating contest and we mm. got domino's pizzas and he's a linebacker and i went toe for toe with him on three medium domino's pizzas and uh it was very painful but it was very worth it because he ended up tapping out and i won the contest do you not see some of these things though like watching crossfit competitions where you say you like to kind of see how people challenge themselves and what their body can accomplish where you're like but does my body need to accomplish that like (laughs) risk reward do i want to do that and like risk having to walk around like with that weird like athletic tape on me for the rest of my life just to make sure that i could pick up like a spoon I'm sorry, well, are we started with this? Are we just going? Yeah. <laughs> we can have a more formal start if you want. Oh, I don't, we just have none, we've never met. I wasn't sure who was going to be here. And now I see the whole gang is here, which I'm super excited about because it's so cool. I love this show so much. So, really? Yeah. You know who we are. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, of course. Huh. huh. I was even listening to an app recently where Jessica, I think you were talking about like Monopoly and a card game. Oh, oh God, please. Are you talking oh, about I Monopoly? She's a liar. She's a liar about it. By, by the way, Billy, I'm sad to report that I like the game. I did see, I saw oh, on the sheet God, that you please. had played, but I didn't know yeah. how that went. It was good. It's fun. I want to play again. And I was really upset that I left on a defeat. I was, I was angry about that. Multiple how, defeats. How long did it take? Was it quick? Uh, each game is about, I mean, somewhere between. 13 and 22 minutes. It's fun. That's very specific. What, what, what's, what a bad ally to have on your side, Jess. What a bad ally. I mean, it leads me to believe that you played two games. One was 13 minutes and the other was 22, right? No, I'm, 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 I'm giving a bump. Yeah, yeah we, played, we played four games. It was really fun. It's a great game. Mike, have you played Monopoly Deal? No, that's what I'm saying. I need to go to Target. 
and get this game because it sounds very fun. Oh, it's the best. You is Target the headquarters for board games? I feel like if if I need a board game, it's the only thing I go to Target for. That and buying like bags for birthday gifts. For some reason, those are the only two things <laughs> I go to Target for. Every, like everything you can go to a Walmart, you can go to a Publix. Specifically Target, you go for a board game. Yeah, they have like a great bananagram section. Ooh. Anything you need there. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, a couple of people here play bananagrams too. I've Mike, actually I've, never played, but my family yeah, does play it on vacation a lot. Can you explain how Bananagrams works? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like Scrabble, but you're building your own board of Scrabble. So you just turn the tiles over, and then you have to make all of your tiles into your own Scrabble board. And if you need a piece, you say peel, and you can pick two pieces. And by the end of it, the person who yells Bananagrams because they used all their tiles to make all their own Scrabble boards uh, wins. And it gets very serious, and we used to play it at house parties, and that would be the room that you went into if you didn't want to talk at all because we were very serious about it and, like, would bet money. So that was where, like, yeah, we ran our own little, like, low-key casino with Bananagrams. So are you serious, like, board game rule person? Because I played Scategories and have been banned from playing that uh, within members of my family because they didn't like how I was not taking the game seriously whatsoever. I, it's not about rules for me. It's about winning for me. Whatever it takes to win is what I'm quite interested in. I don't mm. want to, like, if there's a bunch of rules and someone's a stickler, I don't need a stickler in my life, but I'm definitely there to win. So when people don't take the game seriously, I get upset because I'm trying to be number one. It's not that I didn't take it seriously. It's that I use lots of adjectives, which you're not supposed to be using in categories, right? So it'll be like, here questions and the letter is B, right? And then everyone thinks like, oh, balloon. And then I'd always write like big balloon. And then I get into a fight and say, well, that should be a double letter score because it's BB. And then they tell me, no, you can't do it. And then every time I just continue to do it. So like if it was B, I'd put like big balloon or big banana or big banana balloon. And I would just keep doing letters like that. And it would always turn into a fight where I was like, I don't understand. Why can't I do this? But I did understand why I couldn't do it. I love that. I want to be on your team. I think that's totally fair. Mm, my cousin That's Diana bullshit. disagrees. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You can't just use big for everything if the letters are B. <laughs> well, it was her favorite game. Silly. Yeah. Billy. Billy's big banana balloon? Come on. That's a great score. That should be four points. See what I'm saying? Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I okay. feel like you're a comedian, so you can kind of take this. We wanted you to be our Olympic expert because you're a former gold medalist in roller hockey, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then we found out it was at the Pan American Games, so it kind of lost some of its luster. We thought, oh, this is an Olympic gold medalist, but it was was the Pan American Games. I understand that. I'm proud of winning that gold medal, but the Pan Ams versus the Olympics are two different things. Hmm. And I think roller hockey was going to be an Olympic event at the time I was playing, and obviously it never did, and quite a few other sports did in its place, and I'll leave it at that. As I'm over I'm that. over the Olympics and their exclusion of certain sports and admission of other sports. It seems like it's just random and they just put their hands in a hat and pick out which sports they're going to admit and which sports they're going to omit. And then some sports leave the Olympics and then they come back. I think baseball was gone for a number of years before they brought it back. It makes absolutely no sense to me how they decide what sports are in and out of the Olympics. I, I saw one where a dude was shooting a rifle with a hand in his pocket Ooh! wait what <laughs> did anyone else see that event i did see that can you hold a rifle with just one hand 
It was like she, it was. She was it was like, like against the chin. Use the chin as the other hand. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Oh, so he was doing like a James impression. Bond pose, like one of those. Yeah. And it just feels like I'm all about that being an Olympic event. Anything where you can keep your hand in your pocket and still <laughs> compete, I'm all about. But I do think that if we're going to have events like that, then yeah, we should have. A lot like magic, I think, would be a really cool oh. Olympic event that we could do worldwide. Wow. That would be very fun. Dungeon and Dungeons at Bananagrams. Like, if you're going to have sports where you can keep your hand in your pocket, I think you can also have, yeah. Monopoly deal. That would be a great oh, Olympic no, event. I would far. gold. I would Please. medal in it. I would definitely get a gold medal. I was with you on the game and I'm out again. Yeah. Hi, I was also. I beat you. I don't understand Weddingham. You're ridiculous. being very personal today. Nothing personal. I was also worried, Mike, that what could be happening is that we were going to be had when we found out that you were a uh, gold medalist in roller uh, in roller hockey, right? Because I was looking up. I'm like, I don't think this is an Olympic sport. And then I was thinking back to this episode of Nathan for you. I don't know if you're familiar with the show Nathan for you, where he just invented this fitness guru and had him going around local news shows and kind of telling his story. And the story was completely made up and written <laughs> and he wasn't even really showing up or he kept going to the gym, even though he claimed that he did all this weight by just moving refrigerators or whatever. And I was like, you know, Mike Glazer seems like a nice guy, right? But what if he sees the Olympics are coming, Olympic <laughs> fever, Mm. Let me just kind of make up this sport that's not an Olympic sport and say I got a gold medalist. And then I'll just show up on all these shows and then I'll just make fun of everybody who brought me on these shows. And I said, whatever, we'll be made fun of. I don't care. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that wasn't really a question. Do you have the gold medal on you? <laughs> Ooh. It's, at my, it's at my mom's home um in st louis missouri it was one of those things where after we won and i got to skate around the rink waving a flag and that felt really cool uh i gave her the medal to put in a so it's in a cabinet, cabinet somewhere in your mom's and, house in st louis you know, <laughs> excellent her. okay it's in a yeah yeah did you retire from roller hockey um yeah so here's what happened uh after we did that after we did the pan am games we all flew back to the olympic training center in California. It's like San Diego, but it's close to San Diego. I can't remember, but um, I ended up hurting my hip as everyone was getting ready for the European championships. And I started playing very badly because my hip was really hurt. And so then I flew back to St. Louis and a orthopedic surgeon took a look at it. And I ended up having, it was like right after we won that gold medal, I ended up having pretty major hip surgery. And so there was, I don't know, it's, it feels like a movie, but it's not where like you kind of reach, I reach my dream level. I'm, I know I'm never going to be in the Olympics because it's not going to be an Olympic sport. And that's all I've ever wanted is to be an Olympian, but it's not going to happen. And then you have major, and then I have major hip surgery and I'm laying in bed with like embolism stockings on for a few months. And, and then you're just like, all right, well, I guess I could coach roller hockey or be a goalie coach or something, or I can move to Chicago and follow some of my other dreams. So, you know, after it ended, uh, after the Pan Am games, like the world was telling me it's time to do something else. So what did you do? I moved to Chicago and started working as a bartender at Second City, which is a big improv theater where like Chris Farley and Tina Fey and all these great people, Jordan Peele came out of, um, 
And I worked my way up from bartender to like working on as a director and assistant director for their stages and doing a bunch of improv and meeting really great people. And so Chicago was like my comedy career started. Now I'm in LA, but the first half of my life was, um, yeah, was dedicated to roller hockey and trying to make cool glove saves and wishing that I was Martin Brodeur. What age did this happen at? Because you, you think of roller hockey, you can play like longer than a regular, you know, on ice hockey sport. Like yeah. how old were you when you made the transition? Um, I guess like the Pan Ams, I was right around 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. So this would have been saving up money, college, I don't know, 23, 24. And then Chicago would have been like 25 to 31, something like that. Um, but I, I think like, I think because I don't know how many people you speak to who just grew up and they found like their identity at a very young age. And for me, that was a hockey goalie. Like I was just a little fat kid. So they were like, put him in the net. And I was like, yeah, put me in the net. And then that became an identity for me because it like gave me a personality and people liked me because I started getting good. And so it like really like carried me from elementary school all the way through college. And then once I started playing with men, and I was, you know, in my teens playing on these men's teams, that felt really good too. Cause then I'm like around a bunch of dudes and I'm going through puberty and there's like, uh, it was crazy and it was very fun. And then randomly one of my roller hockey teams was sponsored by a bunch of strip clubs, which made me like, <laughs> really, I don't know. It was, I'm a, I'm a nervous dude. So it made me pretty uncomfortable in high school, if I'm going to be honest, but at the same time, um, like my dad and all my dad's friends seem to enjoy it a lot. And now you're a cannabis influencer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This is like all over the place, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm just kind of rambling. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. I can totally relate. What is a cannabis influencer? Um, that's a term that makes me really uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <be honest>. <laughs> I don't your life. Are you comfortable with because it wasn't playing for the strip club hockey team and it's not being a cannabis influencer literally none of it man it's all hard <laughs> so instead of cannabis influencer like what would you want to be called in that realm so that was like the that was the thing uh y'all are so great at chatting um that was the thing that happened especially playing roller hockey once we got to training at the olympic training centers and i had to take olympic drug tests i wasn't allowed to smoke weed anymore and i started smoking weed when i was like 14 ish 13 14 ish and it just like helped me be a better me so i guess my term since i've been smoking for over 20 almost 20 years now like comedian who loves weed and it <laughs> saved his life which i guess is a longer term than cannabis influencer but i'm just a dude who likes to get high and make be funny and hang out so if that if people are influenced by that and also want to hang out with me, that feels really good. You were on season three of Worst Cooks in America also, I've seen. Do you yeah. oh, wait? I'm so sorry, but can I say one more thing about weed since I, I mm. have the opportunity to use like a platform like yours to just say one more thing? Yeah, okay. I apologize, but thank you. Um I just think that like, especially with the Olympics here right now, it would be really great if they could get rid of like testing for THC at a place like the Olympics, just because the more research places like the NFL do to like, see like how it can help 
their vets and the people who've retired from places like the NFL. And I know that the Olympics is global and not just an American based like federation, but it'd be really great if they stopped testing for CBD and THC so that it can help with athlete recovery in the right way. And, and still, you know, let these incredible athletes from all over the world still compete with each other. So I don't know. It's near and dear to my heart. Well, I was going to ask you, so Shikari Richardson, that was kind of like the story headed into the Olympics. She wasn't able to compete because she tested positive for that. And obviously you disagree with that. Oh, disagree. I think that everybody, everybody has the same rules and those rules are known by everybody. I think that it's the thing that needs to change are the rules. It's as simple as that. I, it's hard for me to say if everybody has to play by the same rules, then it's hard for me to say that they shouldn't be played by. But when those rules are very old and antiquated, we need to update them and get rid of them because they're, the rules are the things that are hurting the athletes. Mike, when you were recovering from major hip surgery, did you see that you were leaning more on cannabis to help you instead of like the super painkillers that they give you when you have major surgery? Like I've done both of my, the meniscus on my knees, I've had them repaired. So they gave us, you know, oxycodone, basically everything in the book. Did you find yourself using cannabis more as, as something that you felt good and it took the pain away? Yeah. Okay. So I, I had to, I'm pretty allergic to a lot of pills and very sensitive to all of them. They gave me some kind of painkiller. My, my leg was huge. It was all purple and black and blue, and I had staples going down it. And so they gave me painkillers for it. And not to be super graphic, but they made me so, they made my, stu- they made my stomach like, like a dam. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can leave it at that. Like, hmm. they ruined my stomach. Noted. Yeah. We talk about this a lot on our show, so I think we do know where you're coming you from. Down. Yeah. Cool. Or not putting down. (laughs) Yeah, more not putting down than anything. Tony's question was so much better than mine. Like, mine was so shitty the way that I asked you the question (laughs) about the failed drug test. Because, like, I I phrased it horribly. I set you up for, like, an awkward answer. Like, well, I'm not saying I disagree with the rules, but maybe we should change them. So, like, that that was a horrible question by me. I'd like to apologize. To be fair, Mike didn't make lemons out of lemonade. Or, yeah, lemonade out of lemons there. (laughs) He made lemons out of lemonade. Actually, wrong. (laughs) Listen, don't worry about it. Before I basically went on a thing asking him if he made up the sport to trick us, and it was the answer was no, but it was like 10 minutes of me kind of weaving in and out and trying to figure out how do I ask him if he just made up the fact that he won a gold medal at the Pan American Games. I think that's totally fair. If, yeah. if I came up to you in the street and they were like, what do you do? And I was like, roller hockey. You'd say, come on, man. I'm like, what do you really do? <laughs> I like, I mean, look, is it any more ridiculous than I'm an Olympic magician? Because that's the, the direction Ooh. that we're headed in. Do you really feel that way? You think card tricks are a common sleight of hand close up? Well, I mean, Is look, if we, if, if we were to say 15 years ago, we're going to have like an X Games portion of the Olympics, like with BMX and like in the winter, like snowboarding and stuff like that, you'd probably be like, no way. Like the Olympics is too serious for stuff like this. So maybe we're headed towards the Magic Olympics. But I think that the thing with Magic is that you'd have to have so many different categories, right? Of like Olympic events. You'd have to have, like you were saying, card tricks, sleight of hand, maybe escape things. I'm trying to think of what are like the other like key magic things you're not a magician people in half yeah cutting people in half Mm -hmm. pulling a dove out of a hat yeah yeah because then you could have like the big illusion division Ooh. 
team, but here's team magic too. Like individual and then team. Team so you magic. Do everything by yourself, and then you do it with like a team of people. Magic. The problem is though, to qualify for the Olympics as a magician, you'd have to kind of you'd have to go through the qualifications, right, and then get into like the Olympics of magic. But then, do you do the same tricks again? Because then it's redundant, and you're like, well, I'm going to see the same trick again, and I know what you're going to say. Well, people are running the same race over and over again, but I don't know that people would respond as well to seeing the same magic trick every time and qualifying in the finals and the medal stage. I think the best magicians have more than one trick up their sleeve, Billy. Wow. Ooh. No pun intended. Pun intended. Hmm. How many handkerchiefs, Mike, do you think you could pull out of your sleeve? <laughs> At least eight. Eight? Oh. Wow. Does that eight sound high? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Billy, I think what it you just described high. from a magician's point of view is just basically America's Got Talent. It is. Right? It's 100% like America's like, Got Talent. You, know, you, ha you have a big one for your yeah. audition, and then, it, you know, maybe middle rounds, you're kind of doing your middle material, and then you peak at the end. That's basically what we're talking about. It is real funny to picture Job from Arrested Development, like, representing our country. <laughs> we demand Walk to be taken seriously. Walking into the stadium <laughs> alongside Katie Ledecky at the opening ceremony. <laughs> I think the good part about it, though, is that you then have like the magician analyst also, right? Who probably takes him or herself very seriously. Who's the rowdy gains of, of magic? But the thing about the thing about right. magic and magicians, right, is that they don't want to reveal the secret, right? So can they actually judge how other magicians are doing because they don't want to say like, hey, this person is not actually pulling a dove out of their hat. This is how they do it. They can't break that illusion for us. So how could they fairly critique magic at the Olympics? Maybe that's, like that's why movie. it's not part of it. That's yeah. like the movie, Billy. I'm, and I'm it's drawing a like blank the on the movie. But but Morgan Freeman is the guy that goes around and is like, oh, I know how they do it. They do this, that, and the third. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? That movie. Uh, I think it's called like Now You See Me or something like yes. that. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then they made a second one. Tony, yes. if you're going to bring up a movie, you have to know the title. No, yeah. but Billy knew to, it. You have I, that's to know why the I was, title. I was force-feeding it to Billy because he knew. I actually did know, but when I said just like the movie, I didn't know. So I kind of oh. like got lucky there because I was just going to go down the whatever path you wanted to go down there. And it's like a magic trick. You're my partner in the magic trick. Boom. Exactly. We, made a, we made a movie title come from out of nowhere. Yeah. Come I'm Bert Wonderstone and you're the other one from that movie. I think that's a different movie. Yeah. No, that is a different movie. <laughs> Now You See well, Me is that? a 2013 American heist thriller film directed by Louis Leterrier from a screenplay by Ed Solomon, Boziakin, and Edward Record. It is the first installment in the Now You See Me series. It features mm. an ensemble cast of Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, Melanie Laurent, Michael oh, Caine, and Morgan Freeman. The plot follows an FBI agent and Interpol detective who track and attempt to bring justice to a team of magicians who pull off bank heists and mm -hmm. robberies during their performances and reward their audiences with the money. Mike, how do you feel about Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, I am a fan. Really? I am a fan. Yeah, and especially in those movies, any magic movies I'm into, all the way back to like FXX, which was like the first magic movie I saw. Jesse Eisenberg is amazing. Now you can see me or now you see me, whatever the fuck the title is. Also great. When he throws, he throws a playing card from his left to his right hand across yes. his back yeah. while getting padded down by security. Come on. That's Spoiler so alert. It's such a good movie. Oh yeah. Did I ruin I'm, the movie with the, yeah, I mean, no, 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 that's a little piece. so good that he didn't know the name of it. I've never seen I, it. I can tell you, I can tell you what happens from the, from the back to the front. Mark Ruffalo, spoiler alert. You want to, you know, make sure you're paying attention to that storyline. Very important. 
Oh, wow. By the way, in that movie, I don't know how we ended up here, but in that movie, really creepy, like that carousel in the middle of the park, right? Like at the end of the first one that then they just kind of jump into and like time warp into wherever it is, Magic Heaven or wherever it is that they go. Also, Jesse Eisenberg, he's like great at patter. So if he was to represent Team USA as a magician in the Olympics in like the, the patter category, I think he would nail it. What is patter? Like, like what a magician says while they're doing the trick. Where it's like, oh, look over here. Distraction, right. Yeah, I think. Oh. He's not a real magician. That's all I can say. It's just a movie. What? I thought he was a magician who was discovered and put on the silver screen. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg is always the fast-talking, neurotic guy in every movie, right? Has he ever played any other character other than fast-talking, neurotic guy? I find Hmm. his characters to be unlikable. And I don't know if it's Jesse as a person who's unlikable or his hmm. characters who are unlikable. I think it's Mark Zuckerberg. You find Mark Zuckerberg unlikable? Right. I feel like you're on an island there, Billy. Everyone loves <laughs> well, that's that the guy. Thing. Well, that's the thing. Is First off, the social network has aged terribly in the respect of, at the beginning, it was like, oh, well, Mark Zuckerberg. And now it's, ah, Mark Zuckerberg. And so you're basically saying that you hate Mark Zuckerberg. And that character affects the way that you perceive all of Jesse Eisenberg's subsequent roles. So get this, uh, and I don't know, Mike, if you're interested in this, but he also had like famously like this mini viral clip where I think he was promoting Now You See Me that we could probably screen share and play, but I don't know if we'll have the rights to do it, where like the reporter was like trying to get him to go along with something and he like was not having it at all like he was just kind of a douche to her the whole time and then like didn't seem to understand why it is that he was coming off as completely unlikable but we don't have to watch that clip it's okay but you believed it hmm you're saying he might have been acting i think he was trying to impress her with like a magic trick and she she wasn't playing along and then he didn't like that and then he like the the two of them were just not really vibing after that and didn't go well Mm. you think he learned magic for the the movie I don't know. Mike makes it seem like he was a magician first, and then he became an actor because of this movie. And I'm I not going to question him. Magic were in the Olympics, um, and I were doing it. Then my gold medal winning magic trick would be to make all the gold medals appear like out of a hat. So then I and then I just give it to myself. Wow! Wow! How do you play? That's play good. By you. That's good. Yeah. I've been trying to get that out for like 15 minutes because I thought of it a while ago. But th- then we started talking about other stuff. Shit, that's amazing. <laughs> Mike Glazer, so thank you for joining us. Um, y'all, this was truly an absolute dream come true. Thank you for having me. I felt I felt like weird and anxious and excited and Perfect. it was amazing. Y'all are so great. I love I this. I feel show. like we did a really bad job of promoting anything having to do with you though. We questioned whether or not you actually played a sport, whether you won a medal. Yep. He kind of criticized you very quickly about being on Worst Cooks in America. Didn't mm-hmm. plug your podcast. Didn't really plug anything for you. So what should we have people do if they enjoyed you? <laughs> I mean, this was a great hang. That's all I want is a really good hang with some good people. Uh, if you want to hear more good hangs, I do a podcast with Mary Jane Gibson, who's a cannabis culture writer for High Times and now Rolling Stone called Weed and Grub. My Instagram is at GlazerBooHooHoo. I have a bunch of stand updates coming up because I'm going to record my first album soon, and that's exciting. Nice. And uh, also, we have a cookbook coming out that we can talk about another time, but um, I went from worst cooks to culinary school. And so... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on on a second. You were on Worst Cooks in America, which I was going to ask you if you intentionally cook badly in the audition just to get on the show. 
and then you went to culinary school after that. Yeah. So my girlfriend then put me on Worst Cooks on Food Network. I got third place. I got mad that I got third place because I thought I should have won. So I took the money from the stipends that they gave us for every single day of Worst Cooks and put that into culinary school to use their money to get me a, a culinary school degree because I got no mad kidding. about losing. And then after that, I immediately got hired behind the scenes on a Gordon Ramsay show. And so I was like improvising with Gordon Ramsay and cooking perfect filet mignons for CBS. So that's how that all buttoned together. Billy did a horrible job this during this interview. We wasted so much Billy, time Billy talking about unimportant. Job. We spent like 15 minutes talking about now you see me and you had nothing to do with that. Oh, Tony's fault. Don't bring now you see me into this. You hung out with Gordon Ramsay. You went to culinary school. Is it insulting if you get selected to be on Worst Cooks in America? Like, was it a surprise? Like, your girlfriend's like, oh, by the way, you're on this show. It's about how horrible you are cooking. I mean, she was right. I can't be mad when somebody's right about it. That's just how it is. I our our salt and sugar things had to be labeled salt and sugar because I ruined so many recipes throwing salt in like a sweet treat. So brutal. They look yeah. the same though to your to your defense. Yeah. No. Oh. So uh, well, I mean, maybe if maybe when this book comes out, we could hang out again and um, I could talk about um, fake sports and being a cook and smoking more weed and comedy and maybe we can you know do some more hot bits about magicians because that's truly my favorite thing to do mm. Mm. well witty loves smoking weed so when he's in la we'll definitely give you a call and you guys can hang out together yeah that would be amazing uh thank you all so much wait can i do since we did like mostly magic can i just dip out as if i disappeared from this interview yeah, well, yeah but don't tell us how you're going to disappear now i know yeah. that you're going to just go down all right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind in my memory and pretend. Wait, okay. what? You're gonna disappear, Mike? Thanks. Where'd he, Where'd go? he go? What? That's a, what that's worthy happening? of a silver. Oh, he's back! You didn't disappear. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Gold Thank medal you, in the magic, <laughs> but at the at the Pan Am Games though. Pan Am magic gold. <laughs> Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally, and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party. Because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.